Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we're finishing up the 14th chapter of Mark, beginning in verse 66. Jesus has been betrayed and arrested. The disciples have proven pretty faithless by scattering in every direction, and phase one of Jesus' trials or mockeries of trials, has just occurred in the wee hours of the night before the Jewish authorities who charged him with blasphemy for claiming to be exactly who he is, the Son of God, the Messiah. Now, before taking us to phase two of Jesus' trials before the Gentiles, Mark cuts abruptly away from the trial scenes to show us Peter, alone, separated from his Lord and his friends, struggling with his own confusion, thoughts, temptation, and sin. It's not an uplifting scene. He's surrounded by unbelievers, and they're applying the pressure. As you listen this week, ask yourself, how would you do in Peter's shoes? If you were separated from your fellowship of believing friends, and your pastor had just been thrown in prison to face trial and a death penalty for his faith, and your community is pointing the finger at you saying, that's one of them, would you stand or would you fall? And even if you say you would stand, remember that Peter had just sworn that even if everyone else fell away, he would not. Here's today's slice of the sermon entitled, Peter Plummets. The best evidence points to there being three times that Peter was challenged and three times that he denied knowing Jesus. All within about two hours, but it was three times. He goes from even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you, to a bald-faced lie three times in the space of two hours. How sad. But that's what fleshly pride does to you. It sets you up for terrible failure. And, well, as you know, strike three is even worse. Mark says in chapter 14, verse 38, Jesus talking to the men, I think this is when they had fallen asleep. He says, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Remember what we saw in Romans 7, 15, and then verses 18 and 19. For what I'm doing, I don't understand. For I'm not practicing what I would like to do, but I'm doing the very thing I hate. For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. For the willing is present in me, but the doing of the good is not. For the good that I want, I do not do, but I practice the very evil that I do not want. Peter didn't yet understand that. He didn't yet understand the depths of his own depravity, even as much as he loved Jesus. He didn't yet understand the battle between the flesh and the Holy Spirit. Now, I grant you there's also a a new covenant era of the ministry of the Holy Spirit that Peter didn't yet have, but he was still confident in his own ability and his own resolve to come through under pressure. But he didn't come through. The mighty Peter has struck out. Mark 14, middle of verse 70 and on. And after a little while, so right after he came in, probably in the middle of trial, 
a little while later. This is probably right near the end of the trial. The bystanders were again saying to Peter, so who did the girl say it before to? She, she told the bystanders. Now, now the people that heard from the girl are saying, oh, wait a minute, you, you're, you're one of them. So they were saying to him, surely you are one of them, for you are a Galilean too. Now, how did they know that he was a Galilean? Probably by an accent, uh, maybe clothing. I don't know, but they perceived that he was a Galilean. But he began to curse and swear, I do not know this man you are talking about. Immediately, a rooster crowed a second time. Well, we aren't told in Mark about the first crowing. You can go study Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It happened, it happened twice. The, the rooster crow is one of the eras of the night that ends about 3 a.m. as, a, as the um, Jews counted it. Rooster crowed a second time, and Peter remembered how Jesus had made the remark to him, Behold, or, or before a rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. And he began to weep. It was probably about 3 a.m. when this happened, and Peter is now broken. He's at the bottom. The stage was set for Jesus to put him back together and to shape him into the, the apostle Peter. Now look what Luke tells us happened. At that same moment that the rooster crowed, that we see in uh, Mark 14... Uh, uh, 71, Luke twenty two sixty one says this. This most likely happened as they were leading Jesus away at the end of the trial to take him to the Romans. Luke twenty two sixty one. The Lord turned and looked at Peter, and he went out and wept bitterly. Can you imagine? making eye contact with Jesus when you have just cursed like a fisherman and sworn by whatever he swore by and denied him? I'm sure you know the rest of the story with Peter. When, when Jesus dealt with him in John 21, maybe we'll be able to touch on that as we finish up in Mark. We know that at that same night, Judas also felt terrible remorse, he went out and hanged himself. He was a phony from the beginning. Peter felt horrible remorse. He wept bitterly, but his faith didn't crumble. Jesus had prayed for him. He went on to be the most influential, influential apostle in the uh, early years of the New Covenant era. You know, the, the book of Acts, we've been reading through it for weeks and weeks on Sunday mornings. Uh, the book of Acts has its own inspired outline, Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Jesus says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the earth, from, from Jewish central to half-breed territory to the Gentiles, you know, Peter spanned all of that. He was the main spokesman in Jerusalem, in Judea. He was the main one when 
Samaritans came to faith. It was to Peter that Jesus gave the, the, the vision about the, the lifting of the old covenant dietary laws. It was, to, it was Peter that he sent to preach to that first group of, of Gentiles. It was Peter who paved the way for the Apostle Paul. And by the way, they, they overlapped each other by about 14 years. And you, and you see in Acts how it's Peter, 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 Peter. Paul gets saved, a little bit of Peter, and then it's all about Paul and the ministry to the Gentiles as God fulfills his plan. It's imperative, though, before we leave here, Peter has struck out. We need to let the Holy Spirit teach us and convict us from this passage. From this passage. Uh, Peter didn't just fail in those moments in that courtyard. You know, a, a, a bridge doesn't crumble because a train ran over it. Crumbles under the weight because it was broken. A bridge doesn't hold the train up because the train runs over it. It it has to be built that way. The seeds of his failure were sown much earlier. We need to learn from Peter. How did he get to that point? Well, several things that we can say. Peter boasted too much. Jesus told him he would fall. He should have wept bitterly then. He told him Satan was after him. He should have said, oh, Lord, help me. But what did Peter say? Well, Jesus, I know you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. I know you have the words of eternal life. But when it comes to me, you're wrong. That's what he did. Never forget what we read earlier that poor Peter hadn't had a chance to see. Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed that he does not fall. 1 Corinthians 10, 12. So, Peter boasted too much, but also, Peter listened poorly. How many times had Jesus said what was going to happen? And he and the others, too, didn't get it. His pride kept him from really hearing what Jesus said, so he ignored clear warnings. Now, we know for sure, because it's recorded several times, that Peter prayed too little. He, he would have done better to pray fervently in the garden rather than sleeping. The failure wasn't for lack of information. It wasn't for lack of <coughs> urging from the Lord, but it sure was from a lack of him calling on the Lord. We also know Peter, and I can relate to this one, he acted too fast. Remember the ear of Malchus, the high priest servant? Our ministry is not about doing armed conflict. It's a spiritual battle for souls, and it's done by the power of the, of the Spirit. Now, here's a big one. Peter followed too far. Luke twenty-two fifty-four specifies that at that trial, Peter followed at a distance. My friends, if you're going to follow Jesus tailgate him. Do not keep a safe distance. Anchor yourself to him. Peter was at a safe distance where he got caught between faith and fear. He let fear win. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.